it would be important, you're gonna impart wisdom to them. So this is kind of where this all sets up. So why is being connected so important? We're gonna go right back through the verses. John 15, one, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. This was right before this. I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. Jesus said, I am the true vine. So if there's a true vine, there must be a false vine, right? If he emphasized, I am the true vine, then there's gotta be a false vine. And we see ourselves attached to lots of false vines in our lives. We try to attach ourselves to social success or business success, work success, financial success. We want to show the world what we are, who we are, that we are successful. Uh, social statuses, our, our social lives, as far as like electronic, Facebook, Twitter, and all these, how many followers? Uh, our family, we have the successful family. We have the white picket fence, the two and a half kids, and the dog that never barks. You know, we, we want to show that we are successful. And these are all false vines that we plug ourselves into. Jesus would tell you, this is the false vine. Where is the fruit of the false vine? Where is the fruit of the false, false vine? Jesus said, remain in me, stay connected, producing fruit. Stay connected produces fruit. And John 15, 5 says, I divide you in the branches if you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Much fruit. Apart from me, you'll do nothing. Now, this is a different kind of fruit than we would think. Is this not the kind of fruit that you go and find at the market along the side of the road or at the grocery store? It is not the same type of fruit. It's a totally different fruit. And it's a fruit that we find in Galatians 22, 5, 22. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's the kind of fruit that Jesus is talking about here. That's the ones that Paul is talking about in Galatians. The problem with it, if we actually truly, honestly look at our lives, do we really see this fruit? Do we? If we're honest about our life, if we look over our last week, do we see this fruit? The love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the goodness, the faithfulness, the gentleness, and the self-control. Do we see that through our last week? Most of us probably would say no. You might find a, a, a little piece here and a little piece there. But when you look at all of the fruit, you have very little. And here's the thing, we get frustrated when we don't see results. And we might be trying to connect into God and try to connect into the Bible, but we don't see the results coming around us. We don't see change in our lives. Changes in others around us. It gets frustrating when you see it happened this week. Actually, it just happened Friday. One of the stores that I, I run, up in Sandusky, um, got a customer who had a boat up in the bay, and he needed batteries for his boat. This was like Tuesday. So he came into our store, and my, the store there was able to order him six of these batteries. Now these batteries cost $650 a piece. Ouch. 
So you match the size of this button. So called the company. The company said, yes, we can ship them out. We have them ready. They should to be to you on Friday. Customer calls on Friday. Uh, well, actually, in the meantime, they had to be shipped out on a truck. The trucking company called Friday around 12 o'clock and said, hey, I know the batteries were supposed to be there today, but they're in Cleveland. They're not going to be there until Monday. So my store calls the company, or calls the customer, and says, hey, you know, we just heard from the freight company. Uh, they won't be there till Monday. The guy goes off on my guy, just ripping him a new one, cussing up and down, tell him he's worthless, he doesn't know how to do his job, and all this kind of stuff. And my guy's freaking out. So I made some arrangements, and I got the batteries there. Friday night, the guy's picking him up. But I get an email from the guy from a customer complaint. So I read through the email and it has his name on it. At the bottom of it, you know, like your email, my emails have my title now as district manager. This is my information. He's the director of the Lutheran ministry. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. What kind of fruit? situations you're in. When you remain in me, 
stay connected, and you will bear much fruit. It's a promise. Being connected, being disconnected, produces nothing. He said it right there. He said, when you stay, don't stay with me, you will bear no fruit. You will bear nothing. John 15, 6 says, if you don't remain in me, you will be like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. Tossed into the fire. Not a good day to be that branch. Not a good day at all. But when we're disconnected, we start looking at the other people, like the customer that I had on Friday. We start looking at him going, wow, that says it all right at the bottom. How you interact with other people what you look at, and what you see other people doing. We get so disconnected. Here's the thing. No matter who you are, no matter who you are, if you don't stay connected, you can do anything. You can be, you're never beyond doing anything, should I say. You know, if you're not connected into the vine, you're capable of doing anything in life. The people that, how many people, times do you hear people in the church that go and do something like even killing someone, robbing someone from a church background because they got disconnected somewhere from the vine. They just kept going down the road and down the road and down the road. And eventually what happened they wind up somewhere and they're like, how did I get here? They got disconnected. So how do we stay connected to the minds? Do what Jesus says. Do what Jesus says. John 15 says, 15, 10 says, if you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love. Now one of my favorite authors is Francis Chan. He hasn't been in the news lately. He's kind of doing some different things. But he had this analogy, and it's, it's a really good analogy. He goes, if I told my daughter to go clean her room, and then she comes back to me and goes, hey, Dad, I memorized what you said, and I kind of thought about it for a little bit, and I kind of worked some things out, and he goes, great, but did you clean your room? And she goes, well, you know what? I got it tattooed on my arm in Hebrew. <laughs> just to remind me that I should clean my room. Great. But did you clean your room? Well, you know what I did, Dan? I got four of my friends together. And we met at the coffee shop. And we talked about what it really means in Greek to clean your room. And the word is klinio. 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 How's that sound? The word is in Greek is klinio. It means to clean without haste, to clean it with much fortitude. Great, but did you clean your room? Well, you know what? We decided, we got on the internet, we looked around, we decided we found a conference. So we flew to the conference, and the conference spent three days telling us, broke it down step by step by step, what it meant to clean, or what a clean room looks like. But did you clean your room? 
God let me say to you, but did you clean your room, Jack? Sounds like Uncle Si, doesn't it? <laughs> Haven't seen him in a while. Maybe it's time to start cleaning your room. Start doing what God has been telling you to do for quite a while. Maybe he's been telling you to change your lifestyle, to mix things up, to get up early in the morning, to go on a fast, to do something for him, to spend time with him, letting him clean your closets, clean your drawers, clean out your room. Maybe he's asking you to, for you to step in closer to him. It's time to do what he says to do. The next thing is to love like Jesus loves. John 15, 12 says, my commandment is this, love each other as I have loved you. You see, here's the deal. He added this little phrase, as I love you. That changes everything. It kicks it up and up because if he just said, love one another, then there's this subject, subjectiveness. How far do we love each other? How far do I have to go? You know, I might think that I'm going so far and someone else thinks I need to go farther. Or you might go so far and they think you need to come less. It's subjective. But when he says, love as I love you, that gives it a whole other context, a whole other level to face. See, Jesus had this problem with his disciples. And right in here when they were coming in right before the Last Supper, his disciples were arguing about what? What did they always love to argue about? Who was going to first? Who was the greatest? Who was the best disciple? They were always arguing over this. And Jesus is trying to make them understand it's not about greatness, it's about love. He says, guys, listen, the grace among you is the one who serves. Then what does he do at the Last Supper? He serves. He grabs some towels, a basin of water, and he washes his disciples' feet, showing them that the greatest thing is love. He actually shows them what it looks like. He goes, that at the dinner, he says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you'll bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. You want to remember the commandments and do what Jesus said. He, then in the scripture, he goes, greater love has no man than this, that he would lay his life down for his friends. Jesus raised the standards. Here's the reason he did it. He didn't give someone a long, long list of things to do. He said, because you are incapable of loving on your own. He said, if you remain in me, then I will remain in you. I will show you what it looks like to love one another. We're incapable of it. We're human. We don't have that nature built into us. But when we stay in the vine, when we stay connected, we are what? If you're familiar, I'm not a botanist, but I know the basics. Every plant has what? Roots. 
does it get its nourishment from? From the roots, from the soil. And that's what he's saying. Be planted in me, be connected to me, and I will refresh you. I will give you strength. And what happens when the plants stay connected to the vine? Then they start popping out fruit. They become little blossoms of whatever it is. You know, if you always watch a, a plant that's Casey's growing a garden or starting to grow a garden, and she's starting little seedlings, and you see things popping up, and you don't see a fruit at first or a vegetable, you see a little like flower, a little like ball of something, and then it starts to grow, and it starts to change shape and it starts to change form and color. And it finally becomes the end product. It doesn't become the end product overnight. It's a growing, forming, morphing change into what it's supposed to become. And it's the same way. That's why Jesus says to stay connected in the vine. Then you will bear much fruit, not overnight. Over time, you'll start seeing the fruit coming out, you'll start seeing the change as the nourishing, as the nourishment comes through the roots, you will see changes in your life. If you start to bear the fruit that Paul talks about, the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It's not something that happens overnight. It's a long, drawn-out of God changing you from the inside out. And that's what we have to do. We have to stay connected to the mind. And he will change you. He'll start with your heart and change you from the inside out. It's what we need from that. We try to run around and do this life on our own. But if you don't stay connected, will eventually die off. It's sad to say, but so many trees, when they're not connected to the root, they die. So many people in life get disconnected because you know what they say? I know about God. I know who he is. I know about Jesus, and I believe in him. But they don't stay connected. Folks, we have to stay connected to the Let's pray. Father, God, I see so many things through life. When I've been disconnected, I'm sure people hear. At times of life, even could be right now, we just feel like the dead branch.
it no longer needs to be cut off and thrown into the fire. You can rejuvenate it. You can bring new life to it, Father. And I ask this weekend, you do that to us, Father. I know I feel like a dead branch one. God, bring good fruit to us. May we experience you this week. May we, even times where maybe it might get frustrating at some point in time this week, but you remind us of the fruit. And what kind of fruit are we going to show? The patience, the peace, the kindness, the others. Father, help us with that this week. Help us stay connected to you. Help us get reconnected to you, Father. The true God. Not the fake one in this world. But we try to get ahead and try to look like something else. But the only vine that matters is you. Father, we ask this in Jesus' name. I invite you to sit, stand, kneel. The altars are open if you'd like to come forward. What's up? I think it's the first one that we were running. Should be right there. It's on the left. Speak Jesus. I got that one.